I'm Maria Menunos, and you're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz begin. Hello, everybody. How are we doing today? Happy Sunday. Happy Father's Day to all the fathers who may be watching us. Um, I am one of your hosts today, Mark J. Freeman, joined with the dashing Ali Drennan. Hey, happy Daddy's Day, everyone. (laughs) (laughs) You know, it's not just fathers. It's also father figures. That's right. That's right. That's right. Near and far across the land. I'm Ollie's, super excited. <laughs> all, we're all inclusive here. Uh, uh, we're waiting. Uh, Ronnie Jr. may be joining us. We just wanted to get started. Um, we're waiting on him to join us. So he may pop in. So just be ready for a third voice. Uh, Jackie is spending the day with her father. Um, and we have Bree running the show back there. So uh, we'll get going. We'll keep an eye on the chat room. We'll try and keep you guys um uh, connected and more intertwined with the show today, especially if it's just the two of us. I know. Um, the two sassiest. Um, we're recapping season, All-Star season five, RuPaul's Drag Race, episode three, uh, Get a Room, it was called, was the name of the the, the episode. Um, let's just recap real quick last week's episode, Angina Went Home. Um, it was Shay lip-syncing against Alyssa Edwards, your favorite. Who was, uh, my favorite. Um, <laughs> always on top of her game and clearly a winner. Um, but uh, Shay won the lip sync and chose Angina to get a home. Everybody kind of felt like Angina gave up. Uh, there was some drama that had unfolded with Ms. Cracker and Angina, which we're going to delve into again today because it seems to continue to be going. Uh, so, yeah, so that was last week's. So, this week, um again no mini challenge ollie are you sad about that doesn't i feel like all stars never does mini challenges i don't i don't i don't remember aside from the reading challenge i don't think they do it it's almost a little bit redundant i don't for them to do it because they always well now their mini challenges are for sponsors on regular seasons of drag race so right kitty litter whatnot but um yeah do you like not like that they don't do mini challenges I mean, it's always just something fun. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I guess it. I guess in a producing aspect, a, a, a producing perspective, uh-huh. um, it's filler. It's you know content to use to have. Right. I don't know. Maybe they're showing mini challenges on digital. Maybe there are some out there. I don't know if you guys have seen them and know about them. Tell us about them. <laughs> For All-Stars, it's like they give more spotlight to the queens and like the drama that's going on and kind of like the storylines. It's almost as if they replace the mini challenges with more dialogue for the queens. For well, more I think t- it's, yeah. I think it's more more the drama. I think they just want more of the drama and because I think the mini challenges are just kind of fun and quirky and just like, which I like because that's what drag is about. It's about personalities. It's about mm-hmm. improving. It's about, you know, entertaining. Right. Um, and uh, yeah. I will say that I kind of wish maybe there were more mini challenges for All-Stars because in this episode, which we'll talk about when they kind of paired everyone up, it was like randomly selected. Blair yeah. and Mayhem. So that was, that felt like kind of produced and not random. So I feel like, having that fun little time of having that mini challenge, whatever it is, but also c- to kind of make it not as like forcefully mm-hmm. like put into certain groups for whatever reason. 
But um, yeah, you know what? I still love it regardless. We're getting the drama. We're definitely getting the drama this season. Yeah. I uh, Do you think if, if it was a random drawing, um, which I, I highly doubt there was a bag of names and names were pulled out, <laughs> that's just my opinion. But do you think, who do, if this was strategic in the producers' minds, which team did you think they thought was like the team to be the team oh that's so hard well uh, well because they obviously put them together for a reason if it was produced right because no one was like outstanding in this episode other than juju b and i always say that like i think the people who have the advantage in these challenges are the people with the less amount of team members so it's like mayhem and blair and I personally didn't think they did amazing, but they were the most consistent, I think. But Juju yeah. just stood out because we already know Juju can like is has so much personality with her. She's so entertaining, such a great host, such a great entertainer in general. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Right. So it's interesting because I feel like she was the only one to me that did amazing, whereas everyone just kind of fumbled or just didn't really uh, steal the spotlight like Juju did. So it was almost a little bit of a cluster. Fuck. <laughs> I'm, trying not, I'm trying not to curse. I'm so sorry. But I don't know. What is your, what is your interpretation of this week? Because aside from Juju, that was the only person that really sold it for me i mean overall my thoughts on the week i i mean when it was all said and done i just was kind of like what was that like everything just seemed like it just seemed like a wasted episode to me it just seemed like we're gonna put together the people we want to put together we're gonna make the person win that we want to win we're gonna make the person go home that we want to go home like it seemed the most produced episode in the history of Drag Race, in my opinion. <laughs> it Now that you say that, it seemed like this episode was to give Juju finally her win, which right. will, which she got, rightfully right. so, because everyone else was just kind of very lackluster. That's the word I want, lackluster. Lackluster. <laughs> uh, and they put, they put like Blair and Mayhem together who don't really have like storylines right now. So they're kind of like, they, they like won, they were safe. That's what they were. They didn't win. Juju won, but um, they mm. were safe. Where it was just really interesting. I did like that they judged it that way. That they were safe, had the most consistent. Um, uh, they just worked well together. I think, even though it wasn't as astounding, but everyone else seemed to kind of have like a storyline right now, mm-hmm. aside from those two. So I, I definitely took notice of that. Well, I th- I felt like it was also Blair and Mayhem's opportunity to do a challenge without Miss Cracker. Because they both kept saying that they thought had Miss Cracker not been on their team last time, that they would have done better. So I almost kind of felt like it was kind of like, okay, let's put them together again without Cracker. Let's see how they do. That was kind of idea. But, you know, getting back to this whole producing thing and stuff too, I'm just thinking, you know, if you're going to produce it, which we know they're going to, I mean, we're not breaking news right now. um, Let them choose. Like, you're going to produce it anyway. You're going to either, you know, there's going to be one team 
that has the best room and they're the most, you know, amazing at hosting the event. So they're all going to win. There's going to be a winner within that. That's going to be the winning room. If that's not the case, then we do what we did. You're going to win because you did the challenge the best, but she stood out the most, so she's going to win. So we know they're going to do that kind of stuff anyway. So then let them choose. At least let there be, like, I feel like when they choose, that creates drama. Mm -hmm. You know? I don't know. It just, that's just my two cents, but what else? Um, So the teams, I'll just go over the teams again. Teams were Blair and Mayhem. Uh, Team two, Juju, India, and Alexis. And team three was Shay, Mariah, and Miss Cracker. Um, Did you, and the challenge was, to to be you know specific as to what because I'm always like what did she say what is the challenge so she says that the challenge is to create a signature signature suite worthy of a five star rue boutique rue boutique hotel so this is in my opinion why Blair and Mayhem won because. If you say this is the challenge and look at those three rooms, Blair's and Mayhem stood out as a five, five star, like a five star hotel is a five freaking star hotel. And if you've never stayed mm-hmm. in one, you should. But you know what I mean? Does that make sense? Like, I, no, I it, think that it that's does. I I, it. I, it does. Um, my only thing is that like, you always want to make Rue laugh. You always want to have some comedy within it to stand out. And I think they definitely did the challenge for sure with their rich, their whole thing was like rich. And, um, yeah. but I just wasn't like enthralled with it. You know, I think with the other two, I, they focused so much more on comedy, whereas they didn't get that, the five-star quality that Blair and Mayhem did. So the, and their jokes just landed flat. There was no jokes other than Juju just totally stealing the scene, you know? Um, yeah. But yeah, uh, Chucky Chuck, shout out to the chat real quick. Chucky Chuck yeah. says, why not four teams of two? True. Good, uh, shout out to Sandra. Oh, the nightclub challenge. This was very reminiscent of last season's nightclub. Club 96. Well, see that <laughs> and I got, okay, Ronnie, Ronnie's going to be joining us here oh. soon. Um, we just got a message. Um, I think I felt like Mayhem and Blair, theirs had that Club 96. Just the way they were talking with the whispering reminded me so much of what she had, they had done on the other season. Um, but I liked Naomi. And yeah. Valentina oh, they, way better. They were way better. so good. Yeah. It yeah. was Naomi and Valentina, right? If I remember uh naomi and i think valentina was it okay i think so correct me if i'm wrong chat (laughs) yeah chat will fix us if we's wrong uh did you have a favorite room ronnie uh, ronnie jr he's joining (laughs) us soon but ali did you have a favorite room in terms of of like in terms of how it looked hey ronnie hey ronnie (laughs) you guys It's the brilliant and amazing Ronnie Jr. Yes! I know, yet I can't seem to work Zoom properly. I tried to sign on like 19 times. I get the, the, <laughs> the fail. I'm sorry, guys. No, it's okay. Fine. It's okay. We just got a little, a little started ahead of time. We we're talking about the three rooms, and we were discussing um, who, which room we thought, if, if there was one of the three that stood out to each of us, which one was up? 
Oh, I think remarkably it had to be that Golden Girls. I mean, that while it fell short, it just plays on such a high percentage of people who love the uh, the TV show, you know, itself, but then also cross uh, over to loving RuPaul's Drag Race. So that's the one that like seemed the most interesting. I feel like I judged it maybe maybe even biasly a little bit where even though it didn't hit as hard as I wanted, I just loved it because I liked the idea. Idea of it. Yeah. I think they were, I, I do feel like they kind of set themselves up for failure. I mean, you have to think too, like this is, and again, it's just me. I'm a director, producer, actor at heart. This is what I've been doing my entire life. So I'm always looking at details and stuff. And you're trying to sell a room, but then telling people who died in the room do you know what I mean? Like, you have to, if you're going to do it, you have to do it in a positive, uplifting way. Like, I wish, like, even, and, you know, the whole thing with um, Shay saying, picture it, Sicily, 1923, had, all Shay had to do was say, like, in loving memory of my mother who's no longer with us, as she would say. Yeah. Well, no, and, and Dorothy, would have, Dorothy yeah. would have said, you know, Ma, Ma would always, yeah. she always yeah. Ma, she'd always called her Ma. So little mm-hmm. details like that, you know, yeah. and I think going into a challenge like that, you have to have that expectation where you're saying, um, I know this is a higher uh, caliber of, of uh, you know, this is a tougher challenge because, you know, this is one of Rue's favorite shows. So they couldn't drop the ball and they did. I did like the subtle details like Shay using the background that she used as her runway, uh, her, her official walk-in. Some of the stuff was cute. Um, the sun, sun, uh, sunset I thought was cute too. But I think like Mariah, who I love, uh, she didn't give me any B. Arthur. And, and Rosebud, which should have been 19 trillion cho- jokes, just wasn't. So Yeah. Ali, did you have right. a favorite room? Sorry. Fit, well, I think I don't even watch Golden Girls. I'm sorry. I, I've <laughs> never seen Golden Girls. We've I think all watched it enough for you. Aesthetically, <laughs> aesthetically, like it's something that, like, obviously the queer community just like loves it. They grew up yeah. on it. Uh, I unfortunately haven't, but people just can constantly tell me to. I was all about Three's Company, so it did give me a little bit of Three's Company vibe. Oh. Not just like the just how the room looked. Like I loved how they styled it, but. I think with them, they were trying too hard to make the jokes land that they were thinking too much and then they weren't able to make them funny enough or they thought like they were trying to go on that dry sense of humor. Um, but yeah, I, I, I just didn't really connect with any of the rooms overall, honestly. Like, I, I just mean, thought, visual, I, again, I think visually, again, the, I, I read the, what, what I always say, Ronnie, I go back to what Rue says, like what is the actual challenge? And she says, create a signature suite worthy of a five-star Rue Boutique Hotel. So when I listen to that, I have to pick Blair and Mayhem, like hands down. And I think that that's where the other two teams lost it. I think they needed to do, the themes were fine. They just needed to be elevated to a five, like a a five-star Golden Girls would have been high-end you know, yeah. that just something very, it had to look really high end. It has to look very lavish and it looked like the show and the show isn't five star. They're, you know, old grandmothers that live together. You know what I mean? Like I just yep. felt like it needed to be raised to another level. I guess. I agree. Is, was there a, I, I personally thought of something afterwards. That's the only reason I want to ask this question. Was there a theme that you guys were like, Oh, they should have done 
this theme? Was there anything that popped into your head? Like this would have been a good theme for somebody to do? No, I, I guess I was fixated on Golden Girls being the win. I didn't see, I didn't think of anything. What, Ollie, did you think of something? I, I hadn't thought of anything off The hand. nerd in me wants to say something like, cosplay. Wait, what? No, no, no. Cosplay. Oh. Uh, video game, like some kind of video yeah. game, but I know that has like copyright issues, so it's not like they can right. do like Pokemon or Super Mario Brothers, but something just like a little bit more quirky, but still, I, I guess, still maintain that that super five star rating that you know that Blair and Mayhem were able to achieve. And though, I think was- that's where the challenge was for this was to create this elevated high end room, but keep it fun too, and keep right. the jokes flying and stuff like that. I don't think, because I think you could come in and present the room and that's, you know, a five star and still present it in a funny, witty way, you know? So I don't think it, the, the theme necessarily needed to be um, funny because I but, think had you taken Alexis and Juju and stuck them in the 24K room and had them give the tour, it would have been right. a very different tour. You know what I mean? Like, I just right. think... It's really just testing personalities. And I think we can all agree that Juju and some of the others um, stood out more than others just because they're just and, naturals. And at I, what they yeah. do. I think that just shows showcases that it really takes like an all-star with a personality to, to win mm-hmm. the competition. Yeah, you know, you think of like yep. Monet, Trinity, uh, Trixie. Jada Essence Hall. Right. Mm-hmm. But for all-stars, you want that. You want your winner. Oh, all-stars. And, but like you want your winner to have that like over the, not over the top. I don't want to say like super extra. Like you want them just to be rem- memorable and to really like resonate with you. And that's why Juju won this challenge clearly because she had just like a memorable performance. You want these performances to be uh, memorable to the fans and to influence the fans and to just know that, oh yeah, Juju's here to to freaking play the game for sure. So I, I wonder... I wonder if the same problem we have keeps happening on a lot of the challenges, but specifically this one, when they know there's a Club 96 of yesteryear or of previous seasons that did so well on social media, do some of the girls decide not to put all their energy and their intention into the actual room itself, but they try to come up with something that they know will catch catch virally and do really well. And I think that's been a frustration watching some of the, I must say, younger girls on the show, or, or anyone really. Um, and that's kind of what my problem with this challenge was. They weren't fully thought out and fully flushed out, really. Well, I no, was, no one oh. went viral in this episode. I'll no, I don't think so. <laughs> um, I was, oh, shoot. What was I just going to say? Um, I, just, I just completely lost. Oh, I was going to say, well, the thing, I was actually surprised that none of them thought to do a RuPaul's Drag Race all-star theme room. That mm. they were, that they were, the part of the room that, that it was there like it was the alexis jujubee and india Farah room from rupaul you know what i mean like i thought that would have been a really cool theme like that they would have done that and presented as themselves that that was just my oh my that's cool sets. you know what you know what, have we already done something where they do a room of um of uh pop icons that could have been fun too you oh know, that could what, be like Do- dollywood is dolly parton correct right so right. do something like that and you could have done some you could have done a play on one hit wonders. Like you could have done like, well, these are eighties gals, but like Taylor Dane, Brenda K star. And then you could have done like seduction as if Michelle Visage was this, who yeah. is this lady, whatever became of her. Like that could have been really cool. 
and a callback to some of the older older generation stuff. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Um, well, let's get into the runway. Uh, the judges for the runway, uh, uh, Michelle Ross, um, Nicole Byer was a guest judge, and Martin, Martin Lawrence Bullard, who I had to Google, and Ali <laughs> didn't know. Ali didn't know either, so I know it's not just because I'm old. Um, <laughs> did you know who he was, Ronnie Jr.? Um, I think he might have been on a Bravo show, and that might be the only reason I know. But it okay. might not even be the same guy. I'm not sure. Yeah. Uh, what did we think of Rue's look on the runway after my meltdown last week of her look? How did you think of this week's look? <laughs> it, was very, it was very fuzzy. I love neon. I love seeing whenever Rue's in neon. Like, I think she just glows. And I personally loved it. It was fun. I, I just like it when she has fun with her looks and takes risks. So, yeah, I'm op- I'm opposite of Ollie, but I agree with Ollie too. Like, I don't like neon typically, but I think when Rue does it, it usually works because the yeah. way the neon works with the makeup is always really good. Uh, but I'm not I'm not a neon person unless it is Shake Boulet. It was it was very middle of the road for me. I thought it fit her weird. I like when mm. it shows off her figure and her legs and stuff. I just that gets me every time when she does that. But I didn't hate it as much as I did last week. So, um, so. Um, let's go through the Queens, um, runways. Um, I will go in order as they appeared because I wrote them down as they appeared. Uh, Blair St. Clair was first. Uh, this was the, the challenge is three in one. So we can debate what three in one means. Mm-hmm. I noted which ones I thought were actually three in one. Um, so we can have that debate. Mm-hmm. Um, but Blair <laughs> did a 50s, 60s, and 70s. So her first look was a 50s look. revealed a 60s look and then revealed a 70s look um questions comments concerns (laughs) i really liked it i i know a lot of people kind of harked on her because it was like simple but it was actually very it was so smart to do the 50s 60s 70s look i love that like she started out in this tiny thing and then ended up in like this the 70s long pants long sleeve different wig i really enjoyed it i know that's probably I'll get dragged for that but I loved oh I just I I know I really like her her display this week it it was like less is more and I always like kind of gravitate towards less is more sometimes um so I just I just I personally really liked it this week so props to you Blair I I always look forward to what she's gonna bring in because she's someone definitely to keep your eye on Ronnie what'd you think of Blair's Blair's been one, uh, along with Mayhem, that don't qualify for All-Stars, in my opinion. So let me try to be nice with my, oh my. visual. Shady, no, press not- the shade button. Press the shade button. <laughs> uh, I got to put it by my mic. I Ronnie. thought this was a... <laughs> Just an opinion. Um, this is what I'll say about her. I think, okay, Mark... Okay, I was born in the 80s. So if I were to do a runway... I understand the concept of like doing something from the sixties is like, Oh, it's so, you know, nostalgic, Mm -hmm. you know, from a time I wasn't around, but if I choose to do the sixties, you have to do it accurately. I think Gigi good did that a lot where she was like, Oh, this is amazing from the eighties. And those of us who were born in the eighties were like, nah, you really didn't hit the mark. And I think that's kind of what happened with Blair is she didn't hit the mark just because she chose to pick a theme. She Um, didn't hit Mark. She did not hit Mark. <laughs> you just, if you're gonna do a call, if you're gonna do a callback to an era, you have to do it right. What happens is because the people in her generation won't check her because they don't know the difference, 
uh, they'll just be like, oh, yeah, that was good. And they don't know the difference, you know. So, again, I was born in the 80s. So if I do something from the 60s, it's got to be 100% accurate and or I got to put a spin on it. I think Gigi did a bad job at that on her season. And I think Blair has that same thing where all of her counterparts, all of her peers are like, girl, oh, my gosh, 60s. And it's like Mark, who was 32 in the 60s. Um, rude. <laughs> <laughs> i'm kidding i love you mark um people who are around you know what i'm saying they just don't necessarily yeah. see it the same yeah yeah uh mayhem was next um she had a again another kind of like mod ish kind of look as uh, actually how she kind of described it um it was with a jacket and a dress then the jacket came off it was just the dress then the dress came off and the wig came off and she was in a bathing suit. I think the bathing suit look with the hat was the best. The rest I could have done without. Ronnie? This was the, the oh, sorry. This was, <laughs> this was to me, it wasn't bad. Like no one is bad with these looks, but it was the weakest one for sure this week. I was very okay. underwhelmed with it. It looked cute. Like I, I agree. I love the, yeah. the way it was just, her body looked so snatched. Yeah. But I was underwhelmed. Like, I, I feel like I missed, I can't remember one of the looks, like, in her three looks. Like, I feel like yeah. there was something. I know this, I had to watch it a couple times. Yeah. Yeah. And, I, or it just, she, the way she displayed it was too quick. And I'm like, wait, where's the third look? I'm missing the third look. So. Yeah. I was Ronnie, underwhelmed. Yeah. Ronnie, what'd you think of Mayhem? I probably agree with Mark exactly. Uh, Mayhem is a bit underwhelming for me as a character. Her personality, I don't like throughout the show. I think she's such a, not a fraud but she capitalizes on certain things she's just literally one of my least favorite but the the last look was was nice yeah it was really cute <laughs> i'm not and gonna say anything because i talk the same way about Derek barry so you have yours girl i got mine so <laughs> well because i'm big because i'm even though it's a reality show i'm big on character and if you go yeah. watch from see her season to now like her character is always up for question it's always up for debate now if you're not looking for that sort of thing you would have never noticed but i'm a big character person and her yeah. character is a little off and, and it makes it harder for me to enjoy her on the show um yeah. but who knows maybe she's out for herself and maybe she'll win so there you go that's the competition um alexis did the circus three in one uh started out as a circus tent literally almost um, then a ballerina, which I guess is the debate, is a ballerina part of a circus. Um, and then a high wire uh, look. Again, I thought, so far the first three, I thought their final looks were their best of the three. So um, you guys, what do you think, uh, Ali? Yeah, I like, <laughs> it's like hard because you remember the final look because that's yeah. the one that they're in when they're being judged. I love the final look. Um, I just felt like it looked almost too revealing when she came out for the, the circus tent. It's like, okay, we know where there's going to be reveals. Like yeah. when they do, when they, <laughs> uh, when they do their, their final at the finale lip sync, you see them in their giant robes and garbs. You're like, Oh, okay. Here comes all the reveals. Um, I love that she had a concept of having the circus theme within it. Cause I love that. I just love that concept of just being in a circus, but I just didn't, aside from her last look, I didn't like them because they just looked too revealy. You were expecting yeah. the reveals and they, they were distinct. They were completely different, all three of them, but um, it just, you just were expecting the reveals where they weren't as organically, uh, they didn't organically flow as some of the reveals that did happen. Like even Mayhem mm -hmm. were just like, whew. And, and I was underwhelmed by that, but I love that her, I just loved, I think it's the display. Yeah. The performance with it. Yeah. I think that's where I'm going with. Oh, and, uh, great yeah, go ahead. Ollie makes a great point. If the reveal is is like so put on where you're expecting it, it really kind of does take it away. You want your reveals 
to be like Violet Chachki in episode one of season seven, where they just knock you, where you don't expect right. it really. You do something unique with the fabric. You do something unique with actually how you do the reveal. Um, yeah. And I think furthermore, um, I don't know if this is a group decision here, but I don't think the fans really want a three and one anymore. Like that's a hard challenge to watch. Like even taking notes for it, it's just too much. It's too much to digest. If you're going to do that, um, I think we need more time. Like they have the exact same runway time per cast member with three looks. And I think if you're going to do a three, uh, give us a little bit more time, which is, which would be fun because you'd get more from the, um, more from the queen and the VO and more from the judges and their little jokes. So that would be, would be my only challenge. Um, Mark, I, I liked Alexis. She did miss the mark, but you asked a question yet last week on last week's episode about um, when did you really fall in love with drag, you know? Um, mm -hmm. And there was multiple times along everyone's life, you know, there was times in my life where I just didn't even like drag because, you know, there was own internalized homophobia type stuff, but that's another story. But anyway, going into drag race when it was on TV and you like all these queens, like Raja was amazing, of course, uh, you know, on Gina season one. But I, when, when, when Alec Alexis was three, right? Yeah. Season three. When Alexis came on to season three, I was tickled pink. So I think I give her a little bit of a pass. Yeah. Um, as far as if it wasn't cohesive. Um, I, it missed the mark, but I still would have given her like a nine or a 10. I love Alexis <laughs> and she gave me delight. She gave me bam and I, I'll say it's okay. Well, I think um, going off of what you said about the three and one and it being cohesive and kind of one falling into there, I'm gonna loop the next two together because I think they were the only two in my opinion that did actual three and ones which was India Farah and Shea Coulee, because they all, they had a concept that just had layers. Well, I guess, I guess Ms. Cracker too kind of gets put in there, although I didn't like Ms. Crackers at all. But you know what I mean? Like they all started with a look that just had different variations of that look instead of doing three different looks. Would you guys mm -hmm. agree? Yeah. Okay. Ali? Well, I don't know. I guess now that you bring that up, it's like, yeah, do you want to have that cohesive three looks or do you want three separate different looks? Because that's, that's why, I, I, that's why yeah. I like Blair so much, for example. But I do, I definitely did. Like, I mean, are you kidding me? Jumping ahead, Shay was like, killed it. And I completely disagree with judging this week. I don't yeah. understand. Um, but yeah, they those with India and Crackers were very polished to me, especially India's. And India's wasn't like, as colorful or, or as like shays or crackers but like they just look so polished and india's was probably my favorite of the yeah. week runway india hands down in my thing i think in my opinion i did like shays i did understand what they were saying with it looking a little i mean costume doesn't bother me that doesn't bother me um and i even got up when i watched it a second time to stand close to the tv to really look at shays and i really did have a hard time kind of figuring out what was what so i think that that's kind it got a little muddy i guess is mm. i i did i did kind of understand that uh the only two other two people that we didn't mention i just want to mention their names so we can talk about them too is jujube and mariah um jujube uh, ended up winning their challenge but which i love jujube but i feel like her looks were costumey <laughs> that like, was party uh, city <laughs> like i'm like okay yes yeah, seasons bring me the seasons halloween yeah. christmas yeah. but oh my gosh compared uh, if you're gonna call like crafty to shay and not read juju i yeah 
kind of took yep, issue with that this week. And I love Juju. She killed it this week. Totally deserved yeah. to win. Uh, and then Mariah's like, I, I think I wasn't as underwhelmed as with like Mayhem, but I love that she at least turned like the cocktail dress into like an evening gown. Like yeah. I thought that was cool. I always look, I love it when a queen takes something small and makes it bigger, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. you know, start yeah. small, then bigger. And so I will give her credit for that at least. Yeah. Well, yeah, typically when I do an after show, I don't try to watch like Pit Stop or What You're Packing. But yes, uh, Mariah did say that to Michelle that like, if you think about it, and if you rewatch, like she was one of the only ones who went small to big, um, which, which we do got to give that nod. So it's unfortunate she didn't do this. uh, You know, she got voted out this season. Um, Going off Cracker, I did like Cracker. I think the presentation was a little weird. Um, I don't know if there was something else she could have done. Like she could have given a lot of leg, walked to the center point, plopped down and kind of just been like an egg and then like rose up. Like there was something that I like. I like it. It's a Garo Sparrow. Um, he was the winner of Project Runway. Um, oh, yeah. It, but, but I didn't like the egg with its little mini steps. <laughs> like that didn't work for me. And I think that threw off everything that potentially could have been great for Cracker. So maybe if Cracker could have just like displayed right in the middle, dropped down and like illuminated up as, as the, uh, you know, as, as the egg was opening, so to speak, uh, that, that might've looked a little visually more appealing. And India Fair was great, but that's like the idea with the challenge. Like what's your interpretation of the challenge? I didn't think Juju was that bad. It was a little corny, but like if your interpretation of the challenge is three looks that are cohesive, then yeah, you want an India Farah to win. You definitely don't want Juju to win. If it's more about giving us like a story, what'd she say? I'm the queen of all seasons. Well, then you yeah. do that. And Shay wasn't bad. Shay was really good. I agree with Ollie 100%. Mm-hmm. Um, and the I'm not even the into the like makeup that's so out there. Like you, I think Ollie likes like cosplay. I couldn't tell you a cosplay person in my life. Never played video games. So I like none of that, right? Um but Shay, like, you know, when they talk about the, the the clothing, you know, wear the garment, Shay wore the makeup. And I, I think, oh, I was really uh, shocked that she didn't get a good critique. She, because it, uh, it was beautiful. She's definitely one that when it comes to the runway, I want to see what she's come up with. Because I right. think it's always out, a little outside of the box. I think it's always very creative. Whether it fits your, what you like or not, I think is always the debate. Um uh the other thing i want well i also wanted to talk about or give us some time to talk about this because it, it's been a kind of an ongoing theme the last two episodes now and that is the miss cracker drama um so we know that she confronted angina last episode and there was a drama unfolded well then the beginning of this episode alexis brings up that confrontation and says you know what was your idea behind that Cracker gives an excuse or a reason. Uh, Mayhem and <laughs> India clearly did not think that Miss Cracker was being honest. Um, I'm just curious. We'll talk about the other Miss Cracker incident with Alexis later. That happens later in a moment. But what did you guys think? Did you think Cracker was being honest? Do you think she genuinely didn't mean to hurt Angina's feelings? <laughs> um. <laughs> I don't know. I genuinely don't know. I will say this though, like I know there's that whole like I love Cracker, but it is interesting that they were kind of giving her like that villain edit. However, now it seems like that villain edit is being stripped from her. And so I feel like what the show needs to do moving forward is to protect its like queens. Like it's okay, you're gonna like protect Cracker from the fans attacking her. But like when you have a queen of color from past seasons, such as Jasmine Masters, Kennedy Davenport, 
you know, queens that are just getting, even Britta Filter this season, like, ripped to shreds, death threats. Like, I feel like the show just needs to take accountability and protect its queens with some of the editing. And, like, Mm -hmm. let's have a villain that's redeemable. Like, if you're going to edit them, like, so bad, like, make them protect them like I, I don't know I just that, that's my personal opinion because they're clearly protecting Cracker at this point uh, from my perspective of how this episode unfolded because now this week the fans were targeting Alexis and she does not deserve that like Alexis is such an OG from Drag Race and so it really broke my heart to see her like post things about like all the things that were negative and all the harsh criticism that she was getting from the the fandom and so obviously I'm always such a huge advocate to like do not send you shouldn't have social media if you're going to send death threats or hate to these queens like you're not a true fan of drag race if you do that to these right because they're just here to entertain us and show their art so it just upsets me and I, I have lots of feelings towards kind of like how the fandom is with its queens agreed and right. i don't know if they i don't know if they need to do like a slate as they did with the sp situation but maybe even a slate every episode before or after and just maybe after you know you don't want to like disarm the people uh, or arm the people right as the show's starting let it be fun let it be playful but as the show materializes and you go into untucked throw a little slate up there like give a perspective like just if that knocks down 30 percent of the people who were going to be a little wild that would be doing its justice um now what do i think about it i think there's this weird thing going on um because last last season which season 12 was, was was my least favorite season by far actually um there's this weird thing where if you're remotely confident or aggressive or opinionated, you're turned into this really, really rotten person. Like somebody had mentioned, and I, I know, I think it was it Bob or, or Peppermint. I don't know who it was. It was, it was one of those recap shows where they're like, wow, it's so interesting and unfair because Peppermint, uh, sorry, uh, Britta is adored in New York, sweet as can be. And yet she turned into more of a villain this season, talking about 12, than SP. Now that, yeah. if you think about it, is so, so crazy. So yeah. I have an interesting soft spot with Cracker because A, I love her, and B, you know, having spent seven years in New York City, um, folks of all walks of life from New York are about their business. They're fast, they're raw, they, they, don't, they don't cut corners in regards to how they communicate. And so it really does bother me where in reality, seasons ago, you'd have other New York queens that would be you know, really raw and abrasive and down to win this game. And it, it, it was a championship quality. Now that quality, based on Britta, based on what's happening with Cracker, is turning into like them being demonized. And I don't like it. And, and I know that there's something happening different with Drag Race because the one of the last, was it Rusicals? I think on season 12 was um, losers are winners. So we're trying to like equal everything, which is cute. I, I like that. That's fair and nice. But at the same time, now you're making the confident queens look really bad. And I don't like that. I think it's great mm-hmm. that Alexis has something to say, but I think it was great that Cracker had something to say. I think I think they should both be able to talk that way without any of them being crazy, you know, or looking well, crazy. And I do think, again, we've talked about this many, 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 many times. Um, <laughs> a lot of it is the, you know, Miss Cracker can say something and what music is played underneath it and what music, you know, is played after it to give the audience the notion, oh, this was a bad thing. So it's interesting to see when, I feel like when Alexis says something, it's always the dun, 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 you know, made to seem like she's attacking, made she seem to be mean. But when Miss Cracker does it, it's like this light aerial music, like, oh, poor, woe is her. You know, whereas she's, they're both being 
I mean, let's be honest. I mean, oh my gosh, of, of okay. everybody, of everybody. I mean, I've sat in dressing rooms for years and years and years and years and years with drag queens. We all have attitude. We all call each other out on things. What you see is very common. It's just we don't have that produced soundtrack over everything, amplifying it and creating the the anger. Because if if that if that wasn't if 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 this was just them doing this competition, we see that competition, whatever, and there's no soundtrack behind it, these girls wouldn't probably even think twice about the things that are being said to each other because of how it's played up. So I do think a lot of the responsibility is on the producers. And if they do want to, they need to stop. They need to stop villainizing these people, these girls for having their opinions. Because I personally, in my opinion, I'm seeing, I don't, I, I don't know Ms. Cracker well. I, I know Alexis a little bit better. And Alexis is one of the sweetest, kindest, nicest human beings. But I also, I'm about this, me and Alexis are around the same age too. So we have a very similar attitude about drag. So I think I relate to her. I understand where she's coming from. It doesn't seem hurtful to me. She's just going, hey girl, you know, we're on the show. You're talking about people you, you know, like working with. You're not mentioning me. I'm going to ask you about it. It's good TV. But when Miss Cracker does it, it's a whole other And story. just like, honestly, I think Alexis was asking a genuine question. Yeah, I think so too. Because also take what happened last, ep- was the last episode when she was, when she uh, came for Angina, you know? So I feel like Alexis is asking a genuine question. of like, oh, is this going to be mind games? Is she, she didn't say my name? Like what, what's the deal? And so maybe there is level of paranoia, you know, mm-hmm. it's a high pressure competition so it's like it's not deserving of sending her so much hate it was a genuine question and i feel like it was squashed i, I get what you got sorry sorry i missed the mark earlier mark uh what you were saying <laughs> yeah yeah i missed the mark i thought you were talking about more the way certain things are but you're saying it's the Alyssa edwards of it all Alyssa edwards yep. could read somebody and it's so cute and cozy yeah, and that's not fair yep. and and, yep. and i think going off a little bit of what i was saying was if you're trying to make a everyone say love show Yep. I don't think it's everyone say love show if you still make Cracker read somebody quirky and Alexis re- read somebody as more of a demonic uh, instrumental. So for those Agreed. who say, well, they can't give you, they can't edit you if they don't give you anything. I'm here to say I've seen edits. Yes, they can. They can cut yep. off things. They can build yep. things out of context. I'm not saying the show's fake, but um, that worries I me. Am. I'm glad you... <laughs> <laughs> now uh, uh, the best. yeah um yeah it's 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 I, it's going to be an ongoing i think conversation unless they drastically change things unfortunately with that being said i like the season i like the cast and hopefully we yeah. can move forward and get a little bit more cohesive i hope so too i hope so too um i will just talk about it we won't discuss it but i just wanted to mention that there the i guess the mirror moment was kind of in the untucked when Juju talks about her drinking and drugs and Mayhem opens up about thinking that she may drink too much, I think it's a legitimate thing. I'm glad that they did talk about it. Again, I feel like the show could so much be used as a helpful tool than to bring everybody down and make everybody seem so villainous because I think that that was a great moment for them. Yeah, and just like, just keep watching Untucked. Like, don't stop when the show ends. Like, Untucked is where it it does help redeem and showcase their stories. Like, I'm glad Mayhem's getting that story show because I had no clue that she was going through that. And Blair too. Blair's battle with addiction as well. Well, and and, And back when reality TV started, they followed the story. Now, and this is not a drag race, not. This is Housewives, Vanderpump, 
now the stories are, you know, in the Bible, somewhat created already. And I think that's the problem we're having. But if you sit down and actually give some time and follow these people's stories, I think we're gonna have just as much compelling uh, content. And I'm yeah. so sad that Mariah left because she comes and, back. Uh, I'm geez, keeping hope alive because. Oh, I don't think they're gonna. I don't think they're gonna have a comeback. But yeah, that's my, but that's I hope she thing. gets. I hope she redeems all the social media success. The she adulation. The She's old, amazing, and she carried herself well. It does. Yeah. it's devastating a bit yeah. to see her go so early. Really, yeah. She's wonderful. Um, well, I think we're out of time already. No, I can't believe it. I know, I know, I know. But I want to say real quick, um, as we're signing off, and everybody tell everybody where they can find everybody. I do want to tell everybody if you're online and you're not doing anything for the next hour or two, that Nina West is doing a live uh, show, digital show on YouTube and her Twitch. So her YouTube is Nina West Official and her Twitch is Real Nina West. And it's a show, it's a show tunes. They used to do when I, the bar I worked at in Ohio, do a show tune Sundays. And it's their show tune show. And they're doing it with Industry Bar New York City. So they're, uh, uh, Ronnie Jr., you might know some of the girls that are uh, yeah. going to be in, yeah, on the, on the panel. I've been there. Uh, it's starting at five o'clock. Well, now it just, it's starting right now. Drag <laughs> Queens, drag queens. you probably got five more minutes or 10 more minutes. But um, if you want to go check that out, I told her I would promote it for her. Also, real quick, if you want to support Peppermint uh, and uh, Bob the Drag Queen, they have Black Queer Town Hall. It's three days. Today's the third Ooh. day. And it has an assemblage of so many queens. And if you also want to talk about queens that are doing IG lives that are fantastic, just because from, from the New York City queens that I enjoyed, Tina Burner is amazing. Keisha Carr, the bearded bitch, is amazing. Pixie Aventura is amazing. Uh, Jasmine Rice LaBeja is amazing. So just I want to throw out some of these names. Sure. Keep watching them and showing support. Yeah. And Ronnie, where can they find you on the social medias? Oh, everything is linked at randomlyronniejr.com. It links to my YouTube channel. It's a fun new YouTube channel. So show it some love. Be nice. Be cute. And yeah. uh, flirt with me. I, I know I'm not the most attractive one in the bunch anymore. <laughs> you know, baby boy is now almost 40 years old. So the metabolism has quit on me. But I will I will work it through. And love me like I love you. Yeah. <laughs> and Ollie, my baby girl. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Ollie Dreamer. And you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at the Mark J. Freeman. And you can find Lorraine in there too somewhere. <laughs> Thank you guys. Thank you for joining us. Ronnie and Ali, as Thank always, you. love you guys. You. Have a good Sunday. Go kiss your daddies. Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> the views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily 